Susul. Welcome to Under the Plum Bob, the podcast about all things related to the EA Maxis series of games called The Sims. We avoid the real world by talking about our made-up ones. This episode, we're going to be talking about holidays and The Sims 4 seasons. Tell us what you want to hear at undertheplumbobpodcast at gmail.com. Great. I'm Roxy. Just going to jump in and say welcome back to Under the Plum Bob. Yeah, um, I'm Jane. Welcome back, guys. It's been... A minute for me, but some some people have been here and doing this, and I'm like so out of the loop. I'm just like I don't know how to record anymore. So hopefully this goes okay. And I'm Melly, and we're gonna start off with The Sims Three, which was when they first introduced holidays into the Sims franchise. They were mostly made up of pre-made holidays for each season. They all happen the last Thursday of each season, unless the player would change the number of days in their game. Some of the first ones that are listed are Love Days, which is a mix of Valentine's Day and Easter, because that makes the most sense in my opinion. That's a weird one to me. Like, I don't know, because I know I'm going to interject here, but I know in The Sims 4, I believe, I should look at the notes while I say this, but I believe with the Love Fest, don't they, uh, they separated that out. But it's like, if they had done that in The Sims 4, they would have had to mix the Love Fest and the Flower Bunny. It's like, that's odd. Yeah, I'm not sure how it worked in The Sims 3, because I never had seasons for The Sims 3. Yeah, that that's weird. Like, I'm reading this, and it says, like, Love Day is a Sims mix of Valentine's Day and Easter all in one. It's our day to celebrate our favorite things, eggs and love. How do those two things go together? I, I'm really trying to understand the logic. Eggs are very romantic, in my opinion. <laughs> no, it's so weird. It's so weird, though. It's like... And it's especially weird to me because I, from what I remember of The Sims 3, you could have a custom lifespan. So it's like if you wanted to make it longer, why wouldn't you have those two holidays spaced out? Even with a short life, but even in Sims 4, it's spaced out. That's odd. <laughs> that was their spring holiday? Yeah. Yeah, their spring holiday. And then the summer holiday, Melly, did they have one for that? I want to say that it's Leisure Day, which is based on Labor Day in America for those Americans out there. Which we all are today. <laughs> but we have other people in our team who are not American. And Yeah, I don't know how to explain Labor Day. Does anybody know how to explain Labor Day? Because I sure don't. It's just <laughs> an excuse for us not to go to work. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Basically it. It's like end of summer. I don't know why though. Then Why do they call it Labor Day if nobody goes to work? We're not doing any labor, so... Oh, that's a different podcast, I think. <laughs> I don't have time to look that up for this one, but yeah, I think there's some reason. But yeah, no, I noticed too the note on our hot the hot dog eating contest. It's like they mostly just vomited. So true. Because like, that's all my Sims ever did. They would literally just stand there, choke on the hot dogs, throw up on the ground, and then they go home. <laughs> that's pretty much Labor Day. It's just a bunch of puking. <laughs> um, so the fall holiday. These holidays are they're spooky day. It's so different from Sims 4. It is. Spooky day at least makes sense, though. I mean, you know, look at Love Day. That makes no sense. But Spooky Day makes sense, you know. To me, that one's based on Halloween, and you can wear different costumes, you can throw a costume party or go to one, and then you can also go trick-or-treating, which is you go around the neighborhood, you get candy. 
I mean, who doesn't love candy? Right. Trick-or-treating, though, in Sims 3 never worked for me, and I don't know why. It made me very sad. I was just like, I can't do this. Okay. So then when Seasons came out for Sims 4, I was like, yay, I can actually do things now. This is great. Do they have trick-or-treating in The Sims 4? I still don't have Do they? Let me look. I Maybe we have this in our notes. I feel like we should. I mean, I think because of the open world thing, I don't I don't think they have. You know what? Um, I don't think they do. I know you can like make a custom spooky day, but I don't think it comes in the game. I don't know if they have trick-or-treating as a holiday tradition. Does anybody know? Actually, I could go look. I don't know though, because my game might just go. No, they do have an interaction that's like ask for candy. I think only children and teens can do it. But you, like you said, you have to build your own holiday, which is one of the things we're going to talk about. It's because um, in The Sims 3, I don't think you could build your own holiday. And so that's kind of a new, a really cool iteration, you know, in this version of Seasons. If you don't mind me skipping ahead, the last holiday in The Sims 3 was Snowflake Day, which, you know, we can kind of get what that is. But here in The Sims 4, it gave you a calendar and the four like set events that are always on the calendar are Love Day, which is no longer involving eggs, <laughs> just dating and kissing and stuff. Uh, Harvest Fest, which is the holiday that ostensibly we're celebrating right now because this episode's coming out right before Thanksgiving in the U.S., Winterfest, which is their word for Christmas and other Christmassy wintertime holidays, and New Year's Eve, which is kind of weird. It's like, wait. I think that would go more with the winter. That's not all seasons, is it? That's like, there's no set holiday for summer. There isn't a summer holiday, but the cool thing that I like, you know, in Sims 4 with the holidays is you can actually make your own. It's really neat to me, and I I don't want to jump ahead too, too much, but one of the things I did want to bring up is it gives you the option to make different things that you might be familiar with. Like, with me, I'm familiar with, you know, Pride festivals, because I'm gay, so I've been to Pride before, and I made that in The Sims, and I said, okay, you get to, you know, go do water activities today, and then also I had them play games and then hang out and just cool stuff. So things like that, you can make your own. It's neat. Uh, Pride festivals like seem to happen a lot of times in June, which is like Pride Month. So that's pretty much a warm month in a lot of areas of the U.S. So that makes sense. I think that's really cool. We can talk about that now and just circle back to the details about the holidays and whatever. So I don't know. I have to say, I haven't made a lot of my own holidays. There was one game where, for whatever reason, my husband and I were joking around and we made a holiday where like they celebrated it by streaking. <laughs> And I, I think we just called it Naked Day. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. I mean, I've had, you know, it's like, it's funny because my Sim toddlers in The Sims 4, they strip down so much. It's like that holiday makes the most sense in my game because all of my Sim toddlers are naked all the time. And it's like, stop. And then, of course, also, if you have basemental drugs, you can make a weed smoking holiday. You can make 420 if you want to, because there's a weed smoking tradition. It's pretty great. I haven't done it yet, but I've seen other people do it, and I think it's hilarious. You're not alone, Jane. That's actually in our notes. It's such a special day. It is? Okay. I thought thought that was just me. I thought that was just me that did it, because I'm the person in the corner with, you know, the wicked whims and the basemental and the weird stuff that we're not really supposed to talk about except under the cloak of night. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to mention that or not, because I thought I was the only weirdo who incorporated that into my games, but apparently not. Yeah, you're not. I think it's cool. I mean, it's becoming more and more um, legalized (laughs) as we... Yeah, woo! Canada just legalized it the week we're recording this, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, go Canada! I just think it's a progressive thing that it's eventually going to catch on. 100%. And we're not, like, advocating any sort of illicit lifestyle. We're just saying that that's a thing that some people have done. 
Yep. That's really how, that's how I feel about, you know, Wicked Whims, too. It's like, if you want to, you know, have your game be really, really realistic in terms of, you know, very sexual things, you can do that. And it's like, no problem, you know? But, I mean, personally, that's not for me, but I'll do pretty much everything else. And it's just like, it's interesting to see certain people play this game, and it's like, how much realism do you want in your game? Do you want it to be like The Sims, or do you want it to be more like real life? And that's like a whole spectrum, and that's a whole thing, and it's really cool to just see everyone's different play styles and things. It's neat. Uh, Melly, did you make any ever make any custom holidays or watch any cool ones on YouTube or anything like that? I've never made my own, but I'm that person that will decorate for each holiday, go out of my way and just be very festive. That's really fun. 100%. Yeah, they put in um, so many build items and options to just decorate the heck out of your house. It's really nice. Yeah, they really did. And they really encourage you to do it, too, because I'm pretty sure with most holidays, um, or maybe it's just Winterfest, but I was just playing through Winterfest as I was sitting here recording something for my channel. And what... um. What it said was, you know, decorate for Winterfest. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. You know, so like they really tell you to do it. They're like, decorate your house. And it's like, yay, this is fun. Yeah. Some of the add-ons for holidays have been free as well. So we didn't have to pay extra for Halloween decorations. Oh, I forgot about that. There's been those little free holiday updates. Those are neat. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. There was one for um, the winter holiday, but I went and got the uh, spooky stuff pack because it was recently on sale and I'd been like, oh, I want to get it, but I know they're going to put it on sale around Halloween. So I waited and they did. And um, <laughs> life hacks from Roxy. But exactly. uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't even gotten around to play with it and I really need to because it's almost Halloween and we're posting this right before Thanksgiving. So now everyone's really confused. Everyone's like, you're real. this really is a holiday episode. You're talking about so many holidays, I can't keep this straight. But yeah, and it's funny too, because like in my game right now that I just had open because I was, you know, doing stuff with it, it's Winterfest. So it's like, we're going all over the place here. I'm just like, what holiday is it again? It's close to Halloween in real life, right? When we're recording this? Oh, okay. I think they give you the option to decorate for all of those four main holidays that we mentioned. And it's really cool because if you get the decoration box item, it's called the Attic Shack Decoration Box. Good luck finding that in buy mode easily. Um, unless you can get the hidden holiday buy mode menu to pop up, but it only pops up sometimes. There's a hidden menu? Yeah, I have a, I have love-hate with buy mode. So if you go into buy mode on a holiday, I think, or the day before a holiday, you'll pop into this like holiday special holiday only buy mode. Oh, right. Yeah. That. But you can't actually get to it in the menu pull downs. It's weird. It's like you can only get it certain days. But anyway, that item lets you decorate your house automatically if you're like me and you're just too lazy to do it properly. <laughs> right, right. I like to decorate right before holidays. Like I put things up before and then I take them down a couple days after. But it's like I could never find that dang decoration box. So I was always like, what's the name of this thing? And then I finally figured out it was the attic whatever. So I was like, I always just type in the word attic now and it pops up. I know. Like that's such a great tip because I didn't realize that until just now gotta remember your shorthand for some of this stuff because it's not as obvious as it should be like good luck finding a dishwasher <laughs> or the freaking washing machines if you have the laundry day i pack. know the worst oh speaking speaking of laundry can we talk about laundry for like five seconds because i have beef with laundry let me tell you so in my current household that i've been was playing today my sims have about three laundry hampers and they're always full because it's like it's a small house so I'm going to put a laundry hamper, you know, in every room, but there's not like a lot of rooms. And it's just like, I'm constantly making them do laundry, just laundry, 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 laundry all the time, which is so realistic, but I hate it. 
Yeah, it's a little too realistic. Yeah, it's a little too real. What happened to, you know, Sims 3 where they would just dump the clothes on the floor and you'd have to go pick them all up in one giant pile later? Maybe your Sims are just too tidy. They, they really are. It's like, but I, the funny thing is they are tidy with the laundry. Like they'll put it in the hamper, whatever, but I have to go tell them to actually do the laundry. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is tell you to do laundry in the middle of Winterfest, you know? It's like, come on. Anyway. It's cool. So they have a bunch of other pop-up holidays that show up randomly on your calendar instead of like at a set time every year. So there's Talk Like a Pirate Day, which, you know, cool. Although that gets confusing when I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore because all of the interactions have changed into like pirate speak. And I'm like, is this a polite interaction or a rude one? I can't remember. Right. And I, I, I get that too, because at first I knew what swab the decks meant. And then I saw 40 winks and I knew what that meant. But the one for using the bathroom was really weird. And I was like, what, is, what, what are we doing? We clicked on the toilet. And now there's a pirate talking. It's like, this is weird. Okay. Yeah. And like the social interactions, I'm like, I can't tell if this is rude or friendly. Oh, whatever. It's pirate day. For me, though, that's so like real life. I don't know if what I'm doing is rude or friendly, but I'm just going to go with it. You know, <laughs> which is always, always bad, but... It's kind of relatable. My favorite is New Skill Day. Ooh, yeah, that's a fun one. I look forward to that one because your skills go up faster. And as long as you raise at least one skill that day, it's considered a successful holiday and you get some extra, what are those things, satisfaction points or whatever they're called. Yeah, and I like that one. I think my favorite of the smaller ones, though, I mean, I haven't seen all of them so far because I don't actually have a lot of time to play, believe it or not. But my favorite so far has been the lottery day. I haven't won it yet, but I keep looking forward to it because I'm like, what if we win the lottery? Oh my gosh, I was playing... I think this happened in my cemetery challenge game, which we'll get to later. But yeah, I was playing that and the lottery came up and the winner was Mayor Whiskers. Mayor Whiskers is a cat. How does a cat buy a lottery ticket? First of all, he's clearly he's clearly very intelligent. Isn't he the one that has the top hat? Yes. <laughs> so he's smart. So maybe he went and bought a lottery ticket. Also, he deserves it because he's a cat and he's adorable and I love him. And I think he's a stray, but I'm just like, how did a cat win the lottery? Game is rickrolling me. Well, maybe now that he won the lottery, he's not a stray anymore. Maybe he built himself a house. I hope he bought some people. Yeah. Maybe he got adopted by the land grabs or something because they have money and they probably saw that and they were like, we want that cat. Boost our household funds. Let's go. <laughs> I feel the need to go play now and have the land grabs adopt Mayor Whiskers. Please do that. That would be hilarious. Let me know how his life turns out. <laughs> I have to do it in a different save file, though, because that's the file in which I'm killing all the NPCs. Oh, no. I haven't I haven't done that yet because I was going to use extreme violence to do it, but I actually took extreme violence out. So now I have to be more creative with all the deaths and stuff. I'm having trouble getting everyone on my lot. There's that too. Yeah, I tackled it household by household. I guess we could probably go into detail about that at the end. Um, they also have uh, rebate day, prank day, TV seasons premiere, which I hate because I almost never have a TV in my house and then I have to go find a TV. And then Neighborhood Brawl and Night on the Town. Night on the Town is cool because all the food around is free. I love food. I haven't had Neighborhood Brawl yet, but I'm kind of looking forward to that one because I want to see everybody beat each other up. I'm pretty sure that's what that one is. It is so random and it seems to come up every time I play and I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> I don't like fighting that much unless I'm playing a serial killer. See, it's kind of weird because like in some of my save files, I get a lot of random holidays, but in other ones, it feels like I don't get any at all. And it's strange because it's like all of my Sims are on the same lifespan. So why, you know, why are these not popping up? I feel like every save file has its own personality. 
That's true. Because I think that's that's doubly so because all of your sims are different. So it's like all your gameplay is going to be different depending on what you're doing. My sims are always the same. Each save. It doesn't matter what it is. They have the same traits. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm starting to feel that way too. It's like the one exception to that is, you know, of course I have my series I'm doing for YouTube and I've tried to make that a little different from what I normally play because I actually based it off something that I wrote. So that's a whole thing. And then the other one is like my 100 baby challenge sim. Poor woman has no personality. She's just having children. But that's the only variety that I get. So I know what you mean. It's hard. So with this Sims 4, you can't earn a gold event during a holiday without canceling the holiday. So you know how when you have birthday parties and house parties, they have like little goals that you have to achieve, which I never do because that's not why I'm throwing parties. Right. Right. If it's a holiday, you can't do it without canceling either or. So I would assume you can't like have a wedding on Christmas. Does it not work that way? Correct. I don't know why you'd want to get married on Christmas though. Well, I guess you could, but then you have to cancel all the Christmas activities before you can do a goal. Because the the uh, little like what are they ever they are the uh, little tasks or goals that go with the holidays kind of takes the place of your goals in a social event that has goals. So they kind of can't go at the same time. But I guess you could spend half the day on Christmas and then half the day on a wedding. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something I thought of. It's like, oh, you can't get married on these holidays. That sucks. Um, and it kind of, it makes me sad. They have this really cool like egg hunt thing event, like holiday trait, but they don't have an actual egg hunt holiday. So you have to make one if you want that to happen. But at least you can make one. It's true. Could be worse. And I guess it's good in the interest of um, diversity and representation. Like they're not just saying, well, you have to celebrate this holiday because some people really don't. And then I know they have some options in there to celebrate some other cultural holidays that I'm not as familiar with their traditions, but I know they're on the list of options like lighting candles or whatever. You know, I appreciate that they're not forcing, you know, one particular vision of a holiday on people. It's like they let it be very customizable so that it caters to everybody, which is pretty cool. So which one um, of the main four in The Sims 4 would be your favorite? Love Fest, Winter Fest, Harvest Fest, or New Year's Eve? Um, I think for me, it would be Love Day only because, like I said, I like decorating. Yeah. And that's like the most aesthetically pleasing to me. Yeah, they have some really cute decorations. I like it, the game will automatically decorate like fences and stuff. So a couple of times I've been playing and I play the scientist and he goes to work and like they have some like industrial fencing and there'll be like hearts all over it. And I'm like, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> that's pretty great. Um, I think my favorite holiday probably is Winterfest. And I say that both because I really like Christmas in real life. And then also that's the one that I've played the most. So it's like, I'm very familiar with it now. So I'm like, yay, it's Winterfest again. I like all of them, honestly. And it just depends on what save file I'm playing and like what kind of story I'm trying to tell because some Sim families put more of an emphasis on certain holidays versus others. So it just kind of changes from day to day, really. And they really, as fun as they are, they really get in the way if you're doing certain challenges. (laughs) Like when I'm doing the rags to riches challenge, I don't want to have to think about how I can't celebrate this holiday. (laughs) Right, exactly. If you're doing the rags to riches challenge, I mean, aren't you really just hoping that lottery day pops up on the calendar? I mean, Pretty much. Although if you get that attic box and you just start pulling up random decorations, you can then sell those decorations. Oh, there you go. It feels very cheaty, but it's technically allowed in the game. I guess it would be. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I haven't done rags to riches. I should do that. Everybody online seems to do it. So I'm kind of like, 
And everybody does 100 Baby, too. And I started it, and I'm three kids in, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, so. <laughs> That's why I've never done it. I hate kids. <laughs> Sim kids. Sim kids. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so there's a special trait of the Har- of Harvest Fest that is particularly notorious and one of my favorite random things in The Sims 4. It's called the uh, th- the goal on the holiday is called Appease the Gnomes. And what is your experience with dealing with gnomes on that holiday? Oh, dear God. All right. Well, one time, right, I think I was, I'm not sure if I was streaming at the time. I may have been, but I had this family I was playing where, you know, the mom was like doing a social media career and the dad was a chef and the toddler was just chilling. So everybody was just celebrating Harvest Fest, right? And then all of a sudden, all these gnomes just start popping up on the living room floor. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm looking around and they just multiply and all of a sudden I'm looking and I'm looking and time's passing and they're eating their grand meal, you know, and then I look and there's like 20 gnomes just on the kitchen floor and I'm like, what is happening? It was so weird and I started clicking on all of them and it's just like, there's so many of you, what do I do? So it was just madness and I had to delete all of them and it was, it was bad. That's my experience so far with gnomes. They're okay in small quantities, but not 20. Yeah, they can get out of hand pretty quick. Totally. I'm personally afraid of gnomes in real life. <laughs> oh no. So let me just avoid them virtually too. Right. They're low key a little scary in the Sims too, so I understand. You know, and one thing you can do is before the holiday happens, you can actually edit it and if you wanted, you could just delete that and not have to deal with them at all. Exactly. However, um one of our edit our researchers slash team members Caitlin did a test for us because everyone's like, how the hell do you appease these gnomes? Cause you don't know what they want. So she did a, something in her game and somehow called up all 24 different gnomes and her, her results were um, maybe not the most scientific, but they were pretty amazing that she did this. So we have a screenshot that we can share on the social media later. And uh, she found that coffee is your safest bet. Cause a lot of them seem to accept the coffee, the guardian of gnomalaxy I'm not sure which one that is, but you can probably look it up. Uh, he accepts the future cube. There's a couple uh, that like pie, like the barely gnome, which is probably a bear. The regnomper? I don't know how to say these. Regnomper? Poolside gnome. They like pie. Uh, Mr. Floppy gnome, which is the rabbit, I believe, likes salad. That makes sense. The ghost gnome likes fruitcake for some reason. He's like the only being on earth that likes fruitcake in The Sims. And our bare essential gnome likes toys. Is that the naked one? (laughs) I should have looked these up, but... I think there... I didn't know there was a naked gnome, but now I'm, like, remembering it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, no. Inappropriate. It's so cute. There's a bunny gnome, too. I forgot. Yeah, there's a lot. They're cute. And you can keep them around after the holiday, or you can sell them for, like, a hundred simoleons a pop. Yeah. I think they're cute. I, I don't know. Like, I can do, like, two or three, but any more than that, I'm like, ah, too many... Oh, and um, Melly, do you know what happens if you appease the gnomes? No idea. Well, they start popping out seed packets, and sometimes they don't stop. <laughs> Is that all they give you, yes, though? Yes, that's literally all they give you. Oh, because, like, my house, when I last played with gnomes, it was, like, flooded with seed packets, and I'm like, please send help. But is that all they give? Because I kept appeasing the gnomes trying to get something different, and nothing happened, so. The special thing about them is they give you seasonal (laughs) seed packets, so it can help you build up if you're trying to get the things that will grow in different seasons. Um, Not particularly rare plants. If you want rare plants, you can put in this item from seasons called Patchy, which is a scarecrow. 
And if you interact with Patchy, you can start to ask him for seeds. And then sometimes you'll get rare seeds that way. Like um, somebody was saying they got cow plant and death flower from Patchy. See, and I haven't even played with that yet. I should do that. But little known, um, do you know what happens if you kick the gnomes? No. So what really goes bad with gnomes is if you kick them, they get angry and they get a little red flame on top of their head. And then they go around breaking everything and also occasionally blocking your access to make the Harvest Fest meal. So they're just obnoxious little pricks. But what you can do is, <laughs> yeah, they are. It's terrible. But you can kick them. And it's like after you kick them and make them angry, then you can like kick them again and like break them. And then you get different stuff. That's how you get um, collectible items from the gnomes instead of seed packets. Yikes. So killing them? You yeah, get more. It's, it's really cool. They're actually like way more valuable stuff if you just kill them. <laughs> Yikes. Gnome abuse. Although actually, I think the seed packets are pretty like valuable when you sell them in build mode it's like 100 per packet or something that's true that is handy um so yeah secrets and things that you'll learn from under the plumb bob yeah it's a fun time over here let me tell you Woo! we play the sims way too much yep. but now you get to have a better idea of this aspect of the seasons pack if you've been on the fence about buying it and we told you a little bit about it um and just sharing our holiday memories in the sims so our last episode that we recorded was actually the Halloween, it turned out to be the Halloween episode, and it was the one about Grim Reaper and death. And Melly suggested that we try to kill all the named Sims in one save file. So like, I guess the ones that are already placed in the houses, like the pancakes and the goths and all those people, to see if it was possible. So I, I dubbed it the cemetery challenge, because we also said, you know, oh, it's a way to build a cemetery. So I was wondering if anybody else had gotten around to trying to do that. I know a few of us have been trying it in the group. I've been trying, but my attempt to get him and my health is not working. So I'm thinking now I'm just going to go visit and be a good neighbor and ask for some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and I I wanted to try it, but I don't have the heart, you know, because it's like I'm so attached to all these townies that I get legitimately sad when they die. So it's like, why would I be the one to kill them? I know it's kind of gruesome. It's hard. It's the same reason I haven't done the Black Widow challenge, because it's like, I don't have the heart to just start killing people. I just, I can't do it. It's definitely not for the faint of heart and not for everyone, but I have a soft spot for killing Sims. So I've been at, working at it for like two weeks and I've gotten up to, well, I've gotten up to 31 <laughs> and um, it's been fun because I'm trying to like vary the types of deaths. And uh, I ended up moving into the goth house because the house I built was glitchy and I was like, this is why I don't build houses. So I moved into the goth house and everything was better. And so the backyard is almost completely gravestones now. Well, it's, it fits with the goth house, I guess. I mean. It does. And they're dead now. So I cleared out all of Willow Creek and Oasis Springs. And now I'm working on Windenburg. There's a lot of people in Windenburg. What, um, what happened to Iggy Pancakes? Dare I ask? Because I know he's a toddler and like oh, he's my not, child. But he's not in the game, though. It's just Eliza and um, Bob. Oh, so you don't have the newer version of them? It was just... There was a new version? Well, yeah, because if you go on the gallery, there's oh. Iggy Pancakes with Bob and Eliza. Is that from Maxis? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Like, Well, there you go. Now you know. Did they give us like um, updated households to put in? Uh, I think just for Iggy, be or the Pancakes, because uh, that dropped when the toddlers came out. Oh, Because like, okay. they made him into it. Yeah, they wanted to give somebody a toddler, I guess. Oh, that's cool. I wish they, yeah, there aren't any families with toddlers. And I wish that, you know, they'd do a patch that would kind of update some of the families and maybe some of the lots, because then you could have, I mean, I know they can't do it for stuff packs, but anything that's in the base game would be nice. 
That would be nice, and, like, if they updated the mechanics of the game itself, too, to make more people, I guess, have random children. I mean, I know you can do that with mods, but, like, it'd be nice for, you know, the land grabs or whoever to have another kid once in a while. Yeah, like, story progression is something that I think people really miss that used to happen in previous versions of the game. I don't personally miss it because I like to have a lot of control, but I can see where, you know, other people miss it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely heard that, and it's come up in our discussions of, like, well... We'll go have an episode on MC Command Center because that's the way that most people solve that problem in The Sims. Interestingly, um, our makeover, we did it, we're in the midst of doing a goth makeover that'll be finished by the time you hear this episode. But the week I was playing was Alexander Goth's week and he was the first one to die from rapid rodent fever. And I wanted to see how contagious it was. And it took out uh, four other Sims and then two had it but died before they consu- it was the disease killed them. Okay, so you, you started a miniature, like, you started a miniature Sims plague, basically. Right, and, like, infectious disease is one of my kind of dark areas of interest, so that was really fun to be able to actually test that out. And Because normally, you know, if you're going to put in a small rodent, you're like, I don't want my Sim to die from having a pet, but in this case, I was able to, like, indulge my curiosity. Yeah, did you guys know there's a mod for that pack that can give you more types of small animals? Like, you can have guinea pigs and stuff? I didn't know that. I do know that they started with guinea pigs in The Sims 2, I think. Uh, I can go find it when we're done recording so we can put it in the notes, maybe, because I know that's a thing. I just can't remember who made it. Yeah, we might do a whole episode on that pack, so that'd be a good thing to have in there. And then maybe we can test it out if it gets updated when the um, code changes. Yeah, I don't know. I think some stuff probably isn't going to need to be updated, though. So hopefully that's one of those things. Yeah, it just depends. Because I, th- I think it's just cosmetic. I'm pretty sure. It's um anything that requires the scripts. So, like, actually the custom content is going to be fine. But anything that's, like, deeper into the gameplay, like interactions and animations, I think they had to have to update it to the new version of Python, which we kind of covered more in our news break. Um, we realized that since our recording schedule is a little off from real time, as you can tell in this episode, um, we have a third team going now that gets on and records the latest news. And then we tack that on. We're going to try tacking that on to our episode so that people get the recent news, even as they get our scheduled topic for that week. Um, so look for that social bunny news break. You've probably already heard it a few times by now. And I hope you've given us your feedback. If you like it, email us um, under the Plum Bob podcast at gmail.com. Um, so what's coming up next? So I have very little experience with Twitch, but Jane, you actually have a Twitch stream. Yes, I do. You can tell everybody a little bit about it if they aren't familiar with it. So Twitch, if you're unfamiliar, basically you go and you broadcast your game live, like in real time. Like you can be sitting there playing The Sims and narrate it, you know, and people hopefully come to watch you. And that's pretty cool. Um, It's kind of like doing, if you're familiar with recording Let's Plays for YouTube, it's basically you're doing that, but in real time is the best way I can explain it. And as for how the technical stuff works, basically you just need a screen recorder and a microphone and you just broadcast what you're doing. Yeah, so um, we're going to have our first official Twitch stream either in late November, early December for our episode on how to find and install CC. And um, our team Cowplant host, Marissa, is going to be showing you all how to do that. And hopefully you'll be able to get the heads up and join us for that. And so we are going to be having a Twitch stream and we'll probably update it occasionally with things. We're still working out what we want to do with it and then hopefully 
move those videos onto YouTube since Twitch only keeps them for a short amount of time. For Twitch, actually, I'm going to throw in this tip since we're talking about it. If you want to save your broadcasts for longer, you can save them as highlights, like just highlight the entire thing and just make your whole broadcast just a highlight. That's a great tip. Does it keep it permanent? Yes. Oh, that's great. As far as I know, because I've had some stuff that's been up there since August and it should be gone by now, but it isn't. So I think it is permanent. That's good to know because um, a lot of our listeners might be new to Twitch, but we hope you'll come and check us out there. And um, the next Team Llama, which we're Team Llama, if you didn't know, uh, our first, our next episode is going to be about, it's our first episode that's about an official Sims challenge, not like one we randomly make up on the fly. <laughs> it's going to be 100 babies, but also I think there's a variation that's just a single parent challenge. So like, um, we're going to talk about that and the rules and what it's like to play them and then you know, if one of us, you know, one or more of us tries that, we can talk about our experiences. And like, Melly, if you don't want to tackle 100 babies, you could maybe try a single parent challenge because I know there's rules for that too. We'll just see how it goes. I think it's fun to share these community ideas to the broader audience. I, I would totally do a single parent challenge. I'm not sure about, I'm kind of burned out on 100 babies. So single cha- or single parent sounds like a nice replacement. Exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, they're both good to cover um, kind of together and You've at least tried the 100 babies, so you can say that. What did you say, Melly? Because I missed it. Oh, that I'll put my um, hatred for the babies aside and <laughs> try it out. <laughs> well, you can always, you know, fudge the rules and not keep them around very long. I ha- Sometimes uh, I have a rule. They have some mechanics to age kids up faster. We'll get into it on the day. I'm just like, I can't stop talking about The Sims. That's why I have a podcast. Um, so on social media, we are PlumbobCast on Instagram and Twitter. Plumbob podcast on Reddit and under the Plumbob podcast on Facebook and Tumblr. And then our website, of course, is under the plumbob.com. We should add a contact page on there in case people don't feel like looking up our email address. Since we're plugging social media and I did mention Twitch, do you guys, you want me to plug my Twitch now or put it in the notes or what, what should we Go do? Go ahead and plug it, Jane, and then we can put it in the notes too. Okay, so my Twitch, it's kind of hard to say out loud, but it's uh, twitch.tv slash Jane underscore plays underscore Sims. So if you want to go visit my Twitch page, um, that's also going to be in the episode notes. You can just click it. It's kind of hard to say out loud. I should have picked something without underscores, but alas, here we are. So It's all good. And today we have a shout out to some, some specific members of our research team, Julia, W, Jen E, and Caitlin R. Thank you guys so much for your work and what you do to help us make this show every week. So, and uh, I might as well go ahead and thank Melissa for being our audio engineer for the day. So I think that's it. Yeah. I think we get, we got to go back to the real world. Yep. Sadly. Say it ain't so. I know. I just want to play Sims all day. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Click play Sims forever. (laughs) (gasps) Wait a minute. Wait. One last late breaking tip. I might be able to edit this into a different part of the conversation. But Melissa said that if you put the mouse hole decoration on your house or apartment, it actually makes a mouse come out. And if it bites you, you might get rabid rodent disease. I have to share anything that involves death. So, (laughs) All right. Death and the Sims. Oh, my God. All right. Keep it real, everybody. And uh, don't stop simming. See you next time, guys. Bye. Outro music. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Bodies. Dag, dag.